So now at 7.31, Israel's election committee published final results from last week's election yesterday, raising doubts, to say the least, about Benjamin Netanyahu's position as prime minister. Uh, it's an unclear picture. We have been hearing that uh, in, in the very recent past few hours, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has been asked to form the country's next government by President Reuven Rivlin. He will have a few weeks to do so. There is absolutely no guarantee that he will be able to. Just remember, in the election, it was actually his rival Benny Gantz, whose party, the Blue and White Alliance, won 33 seats. Mr Netanyahu's Likud party won just 32, and this is a 120-seat Neset, so it's it's pretty deadlocked, and uh, beyond that relies on coalition support. Professor Lenore Martin from Emmanuel College in Boston can help us navigate these complex and rather deadlocked waters. Good morning to you. Good morning. So this is the second election, and apparently um, the, the president is desperate to avoid a third general election in in the country. So the second one was called because the first one was also too close to call? Yes, it was. Actually, the two um, parties that you discussed, Likud and the Blue and White Party, uh, in April of 2019, both uh, got <laughs> 35 seats each. So there was very little uh, change in this uh, in this election. It seems a so little bit unfair on the surface that the, the president would side with Benjamin Netanyahu here, but uh, he's quoted as saying Netanyahu has more of a chance to form a government. Is this pragmatic politics or is there favoritism at play? Well, it's, you know, this morning, if you would, re- you know, when I read the news, actually it appeared that uh, Gantz, the uh, leader of the Blue and White Party, actually wanted, uh, supposedly, rumor had it, that he did not want to be the first one asked. He wanted to be the second one asked. He wanted Netanyahu uh, to fail and then to get the chance to uh, form a government. So whether that's true or not, I, I you know, we, we don't know. So that was one part of it. And the other way I think that the... Uh, the president uh, was able, the other reason that the president was uh, decided, I think, to ask Netanyahu or made it possible for him to ask Netanyahu is that Netanyahu in his coalition actually has one more seat than the other coal, than the coalition. So uh, the coalition of Netanyahu had 55 seats. Uh, or 55 requests for him to form the government, while Gantz had 54. So um, one can say that he, that Rivlin did the right, you know, did what was right by one vote. Um, But we won't know, we won't know so quickly, right? (laughs) We'll see if he, I think even Netanyahu is basically saying he has a very hard road, and he has six weeks to do this in. Can you explain to us as as briefly as you can? I'm sure you could devote uh, a, a, a lot longer time to this very question. But um, why Israel is so equally divided between these candidates? Well, the poli- the politics in Israel are uh, as the politics all over the world are. Um, as you hint at in your question, very complicated. And there are many issues. There's the Palestinian-Israeli issue, um, and there are parties that feel um, 
There are um, uh, Zionist parties that feel very strongly that uh, that Israel should be considered and run as a Jewish majority state, a Jewish state. And then there are other uh, other Israeli uh, Jewish Israelis who who want uh, a more um, a more balanced uh, view of you know of the rights of um, of the Palestinian Israelis who um, who make up twenty percent of the population. So that's one question. Then there's the question of the religious parties, uh, and there are some very very orthodox um, Jewish parties, and traditionally con- uh, have um, controlled education. And uh, and they control a lot of the basic laws like marriage, etc. And they and the more secular Israelis don't like that, right? They don't approve of that. They don't want to have to leave the state to have a non-orthodox wedding, for example. So um, there's that split, and so that takes care of a lot of the issues. And and there also are many many small parties that form. Even they form little uh, little alliances within them. So it is very complex. I hope that. Uh, but the two major issues are the Palestinian uh, Israeli dispute that's ongoing, and and the other big issue in there is settlements. Uh, should settlements be continued? Should they be, should they grow the number and the size of them, or should they be controlled, or should they be actually withdrawn? So the settlement issue is part of that whole Palestinian issue. So we have a, a religious issue and a Palestinian issue, and, and along those lines, you have many parties that break up. If I can have one more minute, there is one party that put. Netanyahu in this very precarious position, and that is a party called Israel Home. And the leader of Israel Home, though, is very hard line on on the Palestinian-Israeli dispute. He is um, also very hard line. He's a very hard line secular person. He does not want the religious parties to. Um, dictate the curriculum or have a strong uh, uh, hand on the curriculum in schools. He doesn't want them to get special favors. He he wants um, uh, the the people who uh, the young men who go to yeshivas to be able to be drafted into the army, and that is a very big, very big issue for Netanyahu because he depends on those religious parties to. Um, to form his coalition. Uh, yeah, and that's indeed the challenge for governments across the world when they try to form coalitions. They, they sometimes find unlikely bedfellows, don't they? And they sometimes have to compromise on their, on their political stance. I, I, I mean, if, if Netanyahu is going to be successful, if he is, and it's a big if over the next four to six weeks, is he going to have to seriously compromise some of his support base? Well, one of the ways he can be uh, successful is if there is a uh, a deal between Netanyahu and Gantz. Okay, that that's the that's the deal that everyone wants to see. But the problem is Netanyahu um, is a, is about to be indicted, right, uh, for bribery type charges. So um, and Gantz has said, I'm not going to sit with a um, with somebody, I'm not going to make a deal 
with Netanyahu if he's if he's under indictment or about to be indicted. So that would be the deal of the century. That's the deal everyone's looking for. Um, and that's probably not going to happen if Netanyahu is indicted or it appears that he will be indicted. Well, well how likely is that? Very likely, I think. Yeah, <laughs> Everything okay. is I think, right? Um, but these days, because, uh, I, well, I won't go into it, but this is what we, the news that Netanyahu was asked to form the government is a big change since just yesterday, Right. So I, I, but I think that uh, there's a very, very good chance that Benjamin Netanyahu will be indicted. There are a number of uh, cases against him that have been investigated. So, I, and there's a meeting about this on Wednesday. If um, judicial, if yeah. Mr. Gantz was to bide his time and allow Benjamin Netanyahu to fall on his sword, effectively one way or another, what would that mean for the region? And I, and I ask this. With this context in mind, Israeli Arab lawmakers have recommended that Mr. Gantz should become prime minister. He he has the uh, support of the joint list, a block of Arab parties. Um, and it's the first time since 1992, apparently, that an Arab political yes. group has issued an endorsement for an Israeli prime minister. Right. And actually, um, there's been one, there's one little small party within that um, coalition of Arab parties that actually pulled out. They said, you know, we, we want some sort of assurance that uh, pulled out of the support for Gantz because they want some sort of, uh, I think, assurance that Gantz is going to be different uh, and treat Palestinians, uh, Palestinian citizens of Israel differently than Benjamin Netanyahu has, with more respect and more consideration and more inclusion. And that is, um, that's something for us to look forward to. That's a very big deal. And as far as the, uh, the region goes, I think a change uh, from Netanyahu will be, a, be greeted with great joy and relief because it will enable, I think, um, perhaps some sort of peace negotiations to restart and, and settlements, uh, the, the growth and the, uh, in the number, at least, of settlements to be, uh, to be halted. And if uh, Benjamin Netanyahu represents a, a, a hardcore religious group, um, and if Mr. Gantz, uh, the opposite, uh, and I don't know whether that's entirely fair to say about Mr. Gantz as an individual or not, perhaps you can clarify, but the, the second part of the question is, is, is what would that mean for the country going forward? In other words, if, you're, if you've got a, a population that's um, guided in a less religious way, does, uh, does the, the Jewish uh, Islam standoff become less important in time, perhaps not in the immediate future, but uh, years and even decades later? I don't think it's quite that simple. Um, as far as the, uh, the religious parties go, they have about 11 seats out of the 120. So they don't have, but their, their strength really is, um, in, is that, um, that what we, ha- I'm sorry, Our, their strength is that they don't have, um, uh, that Netanyahu needs them, needs their votes. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Right. Isn't that they, 
So it isn't that they're that strong and have that much influence. And really, it isn't that Gantz is, I think, uh, anti-religious. The person that's anti-religious is not in either coalition right now. That's the Israel Home Party by of Avigdor Lieberman. And um, he's out. He's not in either coalition now. I guess if we, though, take a bird's eye view of this and, and, and somehow um, cast our minds back over the decades and, and we consider the, the primary difference between the populations in the region that causes so much tension. It is this idea of a, of a Jewish state uh, and, and the Arab-Muslim um, surrounding states and, and population within uh, that territory. So what I'm asking is, is there a possibility, do you think, of, um, of if religion becoming less of a focal point, uh, w- w- will the ethnicity issue still keep these populations apart? Or is there some possibility of, uh, of, of such uh, amalgamation and, and westernization and secularization that eventually these populations become less distinct from one another? You know, um, really there are two, two ways, perhaps, of answering that question. Let's, let's start with the strategy. We already see... Um, there are a number of Arab states who can and do, in one way or another, work with Israel. Okay, so Egypt has had a peace. Jordan has had a peace. Now we hear over and over again that the Saudis uh, are working with the Israelis, and I believe uh, sometimes the Omanis have or the UAE has. So this uh, rigid um, uh, division between Israel and the Arab world is already breaking down. So that's that's. I don't think the, the religious part of this issue is of these very small groups, both on the Palestinian side and the Arab side uh, in the region and the small groups within Israel. They really are an, a minority. I'm talking about, uh, but let's take Hamas, for example, who uh, is ruling the Palestinian Authority. Um, Hamas... Uh, um, you know, their charter has always seen um, is Israel as land that, that, sh- that should be Arab land, should be Muslim land. God gave it to the Muslims. Mm. So that makes it very hard to make a deal. So what they have offered is long-term deals. Okay, we'll make a 30-year peace, but the Israelis don't want to make a 30-year peace. They want to make a peace... That that's going to last. Why should they give back land for thirty years? Do you know what I mean? For well, 30 I years? think you only look at the situation in Hong Kong right now to uh, to sort of right. realise these decade-long <laughs> deals that do don't do that very well. <laughs> yes. Um, we've got to leave it there, Professor Lenore Martin from Emmanuel College in Boston. Thank you very much for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye now.